You're listening to a Richwood Church podcast. I'm going to start this morning with a very lighthearted question. Just to get us started on the right track. All right, you ready? Have you ever judged anyone? That's the same reaction I had. Because as I asked myself that question, I didn't like the answer at all. So I'm not, I'm not proud to admit I, I have judged people many times. I've, I've judged them for their driving. I've judged them for their parenting. I've judged them for how they react in social situations. And most predominantly, my sin is judging people based on what team they root for. So you, you'll often hear me when somebody cuts me off on the road, I'll often say, has to be a Packers fan. Packers fans, I love you so much. God bless. But here's the thing. I've also been judged. I know what it's like to have prying eyes on me. I know what it's like to have people whispering about me behind closed doors. I know what it's like to to be outright condemned for the way I do things. And judgment hurts. And it pushes people away from church. But most importantly, judgment is unbiblical. And that's what Jesus is going to talk about today in the Sermon on the Mount. We're going to take the next step toward being like Jesus by learning how not to judge others. Now, of course, decisions need to be made based on character. We, we have to hire people. We have to decide who we're going to date. We have to put people in particular church positions. And so we have to make those kinds of choices. But the Lord's point is this. We are never to put ourselves above another. We are never to look down our nose at somebody else because we are all saved by grace. And if we do that, we are the one word we don't want to hear. We are hypocrites. And if you talk to non-believers and you ask them, why don't you go to church? Probably the number one answer you're going to hear is because they are hypocrites. Jesus said, don't be like that. So in this text, Jesus is calling us, and he's, he's, he's teaching us how to get past this problem of judging. And he's not talking about discernment. He's talking about the disingenuous hypocrisy of judging indiscriminately, and that's what we're going to talk about this morning. And you're going to want to listen, because I know you want to reach your sphere of influence for Christ. I know you have friends that are watching you and they're watching me. And so we can take the Lord's words to heart together. Why don't you turn, if you would, if you have your Bible, a phone, or a tablet, turn to Matthew 7, beginning in verse 1. And you can follow along on the screen if you'd like as well. Matthew 7, beginning in verse 1. And so we're in this series, we're studying the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus issues a stunning statement in the very first verse which summarizes this entire section. So this is verse 1. Judge not that you be not judged. Judge not that you be not judged. This summarizes the whole section. And this is the final time he's going to use the Pharisees' hypocritical practices as his backdrop. Because here's the thing, they were already judging him. He wasn't what they were expecting. So they'd already decided he can't be Messiah. He's not worthy to be Messiah. And so 
Here were the Pharisees again judging, and Jesus was the, the one being judged. Now, the ramifications of this begin with this point. The hypocrisy of judging others leads to judgment that is aimed back at you. The judgment turns around and comes back on you. And Jesus makes this very clear in verse 2. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. So put it simply in the Living Bible, it reads like this. You'll be treated as you treat others. You will be treated as you treat others. Now the Greek here for the word judge can mean to discern, which is good. It can mean to judge judiciously, which is also good. But in this context, it's to be judgmental. It's to condemn. And that's what Jesus is warning us about. And so Paul uses the same verb in the book of Romans. We look at Romans 14.10. Why do you pass judgment, condemnation on your brother? Or, or you, why do you despise your brother? For we are all, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. Why do you judge each other? Paul was frustrated by that. Now, again, does this mean that we aren't to have an opinion about others? No. You know, I don't know, I've done a lot of uh, funerals, and here's the one thing that people say that I just have a hard time buying. You know, this person, I've never heard this person say one thing negative, ever about someone else. And I'm going, wow. Because of all the funerals I've done, I've heard all of them. There must be a lot of perfect people in the world. So here's the thing. It's okay to have an opinion about people. We have to make decisions. There are wolves amongst us. We have to be able to discern that. There are strict leadership guidelines in the Bible. We have to follow that. And that takes discernment. But the point is this. We are not better than someone else. And if we see them as lesser, then we open ourselves up for judgment. Let me give you an example. If you have somebody in your life that comes to you and gossips about other people, and you kind of throw that gossip around with them, I'll guarantee you that when you're not there, they're gossiping about you. Because that's the way that works. And that's why this is also dangerous. It's dangerous for you, it's dangerous for the church, dangerous for the people around you. And really what it comes down to is pride. Judgment comes down to pride. So we should be careful about pride sneaking in. And here's, here's the problem. The hypocrisy of judging others stems from deceptive self-righteousness. And I, and I put this word deceptive in there because... We are not self-righteous. We are only righteous by the blood of Christ. But sometimes we begin to think that we are righteous or that we're better. And Satan wants me. He, he wants me to think that God owes, that I, you know, God owes me something for being on his team. You know, well, I got Paul, man. We're going to go change the world now. Paul's amazing. You know, and, and really, the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that I, I have nothing to offer him. And in his grace, he chose me for salvation, and I only walk with him because of his amazing love. And so, so how, not, how dare I not turn that, extend that love to someone else? 
And this is what Jesus is saying. And remember what he's doing here. He's training his disciples. He's building the future church. And this is how he wants us to behave. Now, with this kind of judgment, what we're really doing, I think, and what I see myself doing is simply deflecting my own issues away so I don't have to deal with my own sin. It's much easier just to criticize others than it is to deal with my own issues. But when that happens, it kills the community. The community of faith begins to fall apart. And, and then the hypocrisy of judging others takes hold and everything, the DNA switches. And so we have to be so careful of this because we just are stroking our egos. And Jesus wholeheartedly condemns this behavior. Remember verse 2. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. And so as I read this, I mean, my heart was cut to the quick. I mean, I saw myself all over this passage. And I didn't like at all what I was seeing inside my heart. And, and the scripture that talks about our heart being wicked and deceitful, I mean, that's my heart. But there is hope because the Bible is giving us instruction here and we have within us the power of the Holy Spirit to be transformed and to change. And so if we take these words and we apply them, this very practical teaching, it can cause you to avoid gossip. It can cause you to resist the temptation to run people down when they're not there to defend themselves. Or it can help you to fight this urge to complain instead of just going to another person and, and, and telling them face to face. When we take the Lord's words seriously, we can look past the opportunity to judge people based on how they feel about the virus, whether they wear a mask, don't wear a mask, whether they're Democrat or Republican. Judging isn't okay. And we need to put aside the cultural temptation to judge people based on how they worship, what they wear, and who they are. I mean, I have people, we used to do this thing in Vancouver where we would have kids from the neighborhood come for Halloween. And these kids would come. Some of them never stepped in a church before. And some of our dear saints, you know, if a kid came in in a witch outfit, they would say, how, you know, how, what, you, can't, you can't be here. <gasps> you know, it's like I want to knock my head against the wall. Judging doesn't work. It's not okay. It's unbiblical. Jesus says don't do it, or you're like the Pharisees. You're hypocrites. Why are we hypocrites? Because we are not being judged for what we deserve because we walk with Jesus, and yet we're judging others. And when we judge people for the wrong reasons, our community is deeply wounded. And rather than discerning someone's spiritual state in order to help put them in a proper position of ministry or to help disciple them or even to do church discipline for the purpose of restoration, indiscriminate judging, it, it, it breeds no helpful rewards at all. It's just hurtful. It just drives people away. Let's leave that nonsense for the Pharisees. And believe me, there are Pharisees in our Christian world that are all dressed up as fine Christian people and they have all the knowledge and no love, and that's called a Pharisee. And so Jesus is telling me to avoid judging others 
based on my view of my own righteousness, because I have no righteousness outside of Christ. And so if I don't do that, it's going to come back on me. It's not going to help anyone. So what the Lord's going to do now is drive this point home with two powerful metaphors. And the first is about logs and splinters. And this is what this metaphor is going to tell us, that hypocritical judging, and that's rather than indiscriminate judging, or rather than proper judging, happens when you should be dealing with your own sin. So again, when you're judging others, you're not dealing with your own sin. You're dealing with their sin. And that's not necessarily your job to deal with their sin. I want you to look at verses 3 through 5, and we're going to see this metaphor that Jesus probably drew from his time as a carpenter. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, and then there's a log in your own eye? You hypocrite! First, take the log out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. So this is obvious hyperbole, but it also has an obvious point. Don't judge others when you need to be dealing with your own issues and your own sin. And if you notice here that it's okay to help others take the speck out of their eyes. That happens in a loving relationship. It happens in a loving community. But when we have an exaggerated view of ourselves, we can't possibly have the wisdom, the humility, and the graciousness to take that splinter out. And we end up pummeling them with our knowledge and our Christian sayings, and they feel judged. And so hypocritical judgment doesn't belong amongst the children of God. And, And for me, as I've worked through the Sermon on the Mount over the last few weeks, this has been by far the most convicting portion of the sermon for me. And I shudder to think about how many conversations I've had about people that I had no business having, that I don't know the whole story, that I should have gone and just talked to them. But it's so much easier, and we feel so important if we've got that information about someone. That's not the way God wants his church to work. It just comes from pride. And Jesus is clear that this kind of judgment is not okay. And if I don't repent, if I don't stop, I'm going to be judged by others. I'm not going to be able to help them with their sin because my sin is a log in my own eye. I can't even see straight. And I have no empathy for them. So that's that metaphor. Logs and splinters. The second metaphor is kind of confusing when you first read it. You think, How does this fit in? And the metaphor here is about pearls and swine. And godly discernment will help you know who to invest in is what Jesus is going to talk about now. And this metaphor involves this idea of discernment rather than judging. It's a fine line at times, but it's important. And I want to read the verse. It's verse 6. Do not give dogs what is holy... Do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. You kind of read that and you go like, well, I thought we were talking about judging. Well, here's the the thing. The pearls symbolize the great value of the gospel. The pigs symbolize those that reject 
the gospel. And so it's about discerning who you're going to invest in. That's what this is about. Here's, here's an example. Let's, let's just say you're a farmer. I know a lot about farming because I grew up in White Bear Lake. So you, you farmers are going to be going like, he has no idea what he's talking about. But let's say you're out in the field, and in Jesus' time, he's probably talking more about wild boars that are out there, and the Jewish audience already would have been upset because this was an abomination to them that pigs and, and, and Jewish people didn't go together. But Jesus was, I'm sure, trying to get their attention. So let's say you're out in the field, and you love your pigs. Like, you have a deep heart for your pigs. You pray for your pigs, you love your pigs, you clean your pigs. And you say to yourself, I want to feed them. I want to feed them the best that I have. And so you think, I want to feed them my best jewelry. You say, my best jewelry is pearls. Oh, great idea. I'm going to go feed pearls to my pigs. This is going to be awesome. They're going to be so appreciative. Well, you go out in the field and you start, come over here, piggy, and you start throwing pearls at them and everything. And all of a sudden, you realize that this isn't going like you thought. They, they don't like the pearls. They can't chew the pearls. They're, they're spitting the pearls out. They're stomping on the pearls. And then worse yet, they start turning toward you. Uh-oh. And they're hungry, and they attack. See, they don't want the pearls. So you, you don't need to be standing out there feeding pearls to people who don't want to invest. And that's the Lord's point. We need to be discerning about how we use our time, who we invest in. And so as you make choices, you need to see who's serious and who's not serious. The Bible backs this up. In Matthew 15, 14, Jesus commanded his disciples to leave the Pharisees behind because they are blind guides. Don't deal with them. Find people who are going to listen to you. In the book of Acts 18, Paul abandons the abusive Jewish people who weren't listening to him, and he turned to the Gentiles and he started preaching because their ears were open. And then here's a description of that kind of person in Titus 3, 10 and 11. As for a person who stirs up division after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him. That doesn't seem very Christian. Knowing that such a person is warped and sinful, he is self-condemned. Now, this is the word of God. And we look at that and go like, oh man. But what, here's what he's saying is, don't spend your time investing in people who are already condemned. They're not going to come around. Find people that you can invest in. Now, finding this discernment is difficult. So here's what we need to do. We need to pray. We need to read the Bible. We need to get the counsel of other believers that are mentoring us. And then God will help you know who you should or shouldn't be investing in. I have a friend who has a very wise saying. He used to say, I will invest in anybody as long as they're willing to invest back. And there's a lot of wisdom in that because none of us have unlimited time. And so we have to make decisions. And Jesus is saying, if they're going to just spit your pearls out, move on to someone else. That's not judging, that's just wisdom. And so Jesus is talking about this idea of indiscriminate judging. He's saying, don't do that. It's not helpful. It's going to come back on you. You're not going to be able to take anyone's sin out of their eyes because you can't see straight and be wise. And unfortunately, he needed to say this because churches fall prey to judgment all of the time. 
disunity is one of Satan's best weapons. And so here's, here's the truth. Churches provide a dangerous breeding ground for hypocritical judgment. And I think that's because we know, we, we, we know the Bible, we, we know what's right and wrong, and, and somehow we, we, that knowledge fails to be passed along in love, and that ends up being judgment. And sometimes I forget to be humble. And remember that others are on a different spiritual journey than I am. Some people are being transformed by the Holy Spirit in by, you know, light speed. Some people are not. But we're all being transformed. We're all on a journey. And so we need to be patient with each other. We need to love each other through that. And judging someone doesn't get us there at all. I think many times we, we, we judge people based on their intelligence, on their social skills. We judge them many times based on what they do for a living. We judge them on how their marriages are, how their kids are behaving. Now, I started in ministry as a children's pastor. My poor kids, people were watching them like, how could a children's pastor's kid do that? Because they're children, that's why. We judge, we judge, we judge, we judge. But what God is calling us to do as a church, as his children, as representatives of him, is to encourage, encourage, encourage. They're not the same thing, and they can't live together in the same universe. And in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, Paul said this, encourage one another and build each other up. That's how a healthy community is built. So let me ask you a question. Are you a builder or are you someone who tears people down? Are you an encourager or are you someone that will immediately discourage someone by how you react toward them? These are hard questions. But remember back to the very first verse? Judge not that you not be judged. So do you want to be right with God? Do you want to have others see you in a good light? Then don't judge. Be discerning. Be willing to call out sin. But do it in a way that's loving. And don't ever forget that you are walking with Christ right now because of His grace. And there is no righteousness of your own involved with that. So how dare we turn around and pretend somebody else is not as good as us. Don't get involved with hypocritical judging. It's not going to get you anywhere. We're going to have an opportunity to go to the Lord's table, and we're going to have an opportunity to really just pause for a moment and pray, but let me pray for you first. God, I just thank you for the truth that you've given us here. I thank you that you've laid out this very difficult topic in a way that we can understand it. Jesus, I thank you that you provide for us the perfect example of someone who who turned to the very people who were killing you, and you forgave them. And, and you met the woman in Samaria, and, and you forgave her, and, and you, you met the prostitute who was being stoned, and you saved her, and you seemed to just drift toward these people that needed you. And God, help us to have that kind of heart for people. Because we're not going to be able to find the one if we are judgmental, and if we were the kind of people that drive people out of churches. So God, will you please help us? Help Ridgewood to be loving, kind, gracious, 
patient. Help us to just love people where they are, God. I pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Ridgewood Church Podcast. For more faith-based resources or information about Ridgewood Church, visit us at myrwc.org.